What up, motherfuckers? Welcome back to Pixar. It didn't happen. This is a very frustrated Jew, but it's all good. Uh, I will not be joined by my co-host Yeti this week due to some fucking technical difficulties. Uh, I apologize if you enjoyed his dulcet sounds, but I am here with Killa King. And this is this is a new kind of thing for us, man. Usually I'm the one hustling out trying to land us an interview. You reached out to us. That's that's a fucking first, man. So I got to say thank you, one, for doing that. And two, why don't you tell all our listeners who the fuck you are? Yeah, man, no problem. Uh, seeing you guys doing your podcast. Uh, everyone needs a platform to, you know, let people know that they do some stuff, you know. So I'm Killer King. I hail from Toledo, Ohio. I've been rapping for over fucking half my life now. So kind of an old fucking old man in the fucking game, but I'm still doing it. People are just now hearing about me because, you know, I kind of tucked myself away on the internet. So it's kind of hard to find me if you like to actually look for my music, like try and be like a hidden character from a Mortal Kombat game. But that's about to change here soon. You're about to see me pretty much everywhere. So motherfuckers about to get that cheat code. Reach huh? out to you guys so that way we can get the word out. Yeah. Motherfuckers about to get that cheat code. We about to unlock a secret character. I like that. That's, that's a, that's a dope ass way of looking at shit. Well, right. uh, we we do a lot of underground shit around here and that's you know that's pretty much what the whole point of the show is we do this we do this juggalo shit we uh right we like this underground shit and we like to you know have these artists come on and, and talk to us and it's 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 pretty cool to have a chance to actually have people like i said reach out to us and again i want to say thank you i'm not trying to hound dog or anything i just want to get that out of there i really really do want to oh. say that we appreciate <laughs> you reaching out to us but uh so right. You said you've been at this for a while. Has how far out of Toledo have you been? Uh, I have uh, performed in every surrounding state around my state from Ohio, so Michigan, Indiana, Kentucky, Virginia, Pennsylvania. Played Philadelphia. Played like uh, where else did I play? Somewhere down in Texas a couple of years ago when I was like on my way to california but that was like eight nine years ago that i played way out there but yes. i, I kind of uh, stay close to the home base and stuff i've been venturing out you know i pretty much go wherever ever anyone would like to hear my music or have me like so pretty much uh i live by a very wayne's world too you know if you book me i will come for the most part <laughs> that's that's that's, 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 that's good some, shit unforeseen circumstances <laughs> i don't know man this this round has got everybody fucked up but uh, you being safe up there? Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty safe up here in Ohio. It's pretty chill. See, that's not that's, too much. You know. That's kind of where we're at too. Like, since we live out in the sticks, we just hear about all the bad shit. We don't really see it. Yeah, like it literally just looks like media coverage here. Just the only thing different is everyone walk around with a mask and gloves on. So. Yep, basically, and I I won't I'll pretend like my own bandana, so I can do that. <laughs> rocking that shit rider style, I definitely I definitely got a couple flags I've been tying off in public. Right. Uh, a friend of mine said excuse, something. You know, a friend of mine who he works in the pub, to, you know, I'm show sorry, our our fucking uh, our juggalo merch off that we normally just get to hang on the wall because if we bring it out, we're getting a fucking some kind of gang labeling just because it's a fucking bandana on top of everything so oh, ain't that the, ain't that the greatest shit throw out show out some good merch you know right on i definitely i definitely bought one of the homie fams he was a uh, he was selling fucking uh special edition face masks i definitely copped one of those it's definitely a time for motherfuckers to get real creative with their merch i will say that much right so i'm glad i was so far ahead of the game because i already had the bandanas i already had like masks i already had ski masks and shit so i was good to go so i was just like oh sweet he's gonna boost some sales during a time where this really doesn't sell because i can't get out to a gig or anything so it was very clutch for me to have that already on deck for people so now is it is it just you or do you have a whole team behind you oh uh, no dude i do most of this shit just me like the only other thing I have, like, on my crew right now is, like, my my homie roommate and, you know, pretty much dude that carts me around to the fucking gigs and shit while I'm sitting there painting up fucking going miles down the road to the next show and shit. So it's pretty much just Army and me and him. I, I make, like, all my own merch and shit, too. So, like, 
when you buy a Killer King shirt or my clothing brand, Underground Click, which is just a clothing brand for to represent all underground artists, because you know sometimes you go to a show and like one of the opening acts is really fucking dope, but they just haven't made it to the point to like buy their own merch. So I started Underground Click kind of as a a way to like encompass like, hey, we, we support your fucking hustle when you see this fucking logo and shit around. So. That's that's cool. See, I, I, I've seen I've seen the logo a couple times, and man, I'm telling you, that Bullet Club fucking logo goes miles, don't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I haven't even got to like put out all the really cool shit because there's so many fucking variations. But I've been like, it's been a slow build, just like everything else. You know, everything takes time. Nothing catches on overnight. So. Oh yeah, no, abs- I absolutely. I totally understand that. Really cool ones. I'm just like, that's gotta get the basic shit and get cool. Know what this is before I start doing radical redesigns with this logo because i have some crazy ass ones especially for my fucking wrestling homies and shit out there they're definitely going to dig the next batch when that finally gets put online and shit all right so you said you've been at this for uh half your life uh what made you want to be an MC? Was it, you know, you said you were a juggalo, of course. So I, I'm imagining, you know, 15 year old you, is that when, when it was starting to form or, you know, or shit, shit, shit like that? It was actually earlier than that. Like, I was really good at poetry and shit. So, like, I would say, like, I was writing poems at age nine. Like, I got real serious about rap at age 13 when, like, my dad died. So my dad passed away and shit. So I was just like, fuck. Like, this was, like, my escape. Like, every two weeks was going to my dad's house. My fucking parents were divorced and shit. One house was like hell and one was like fucking, you know, no rules. Just, you know come back with however many body parts you left the house with type shit so that was kind of like my new escape was music so my dad always told me you know you're, you're a big boy but I, I don't want you to make your money with your back make it with your brain so i was just like well i can do this and then i slowly morphed from like poetry to me you know buying my first uh like studio time when i was 14 and a half so I literally hustled like wands and shit, did whatever I had to do, like old school Esham style, just to, you know, kind of get my first thing out there and get my first record started back then. That's fucking dope. So you knew this shit seriously before you even touched pussy. Yep. That's I, I literally sacrificed that most of my life, dude. Like I was just like, I'm not interested in girls. Why? Because girls cost more money. And my <laughs> rap career already cost me a shit ton of fucking money. I'll just like, so I need to grind. And then the girls aren't going to want these, you know, super crazy fucking dates and shit. Like I had bad luck being a big kid, you know, always having the fucking, the girls that only wanted to mess with you because I had a job and I had money while everybody else didn't. So I was just like, dude, why do I got to do all this extra shit? So kind of had to sacrifice that for the dream for a little bit, but it helps out in the long run. Help me be, you know, hashtag team no kids at my age which is pretty cool too because you know, i'm too sweet I that like hashtag team no kids <laughs> like i can just go and you know teach some bad uh bad things to my nieces and nephews and you know dip out go back work on the music keep it grinding see that's that's fine that's i still i still i, I still got to give kudos man that's fucking crazy to be at 14 and booking studio time and and being still something that you love about this now was your intention always to do the horror core slash underground shit or do you have loftier goals well i wouldn't even say that like like killy king's music is not really horror core like i have a horror core look as you can see with the face painting shit and the flag behind me but mm-hmm. i pretty much paint my face just because i fucking love to do it and to, like i played so many fucking shows where people didn't know that like I'm down and shit. And then they would come up to me and then, you know, they'd say some offhand shit, you know, like you're, you're not really in this fucking shit. I'm like, how am I not? Like, dude, I'm not trying to be your ripoff or anything. Like I've literally done this. Like I painted my face before twisted painted their face. That's how old in the game that I've been in this shit. They were doing house of crazies when I first seen them and shit. So like, it's been a long fucking crazy journey, but uh, my what? music is more like geared towards like fucking anybody like that's just sick of fucking hearing the same old shit on the radio. That's all I try to do with my music. Try and be different than the fucking radio. But when you hear my shit live, like I've, I've had this 
kind of compliment or if you're really underground it's kind of a dig where they thought that they were fucking spinning some shit you know in between like in between sets they didn't even think that my music was underground they're like yeah that, that that mainstream shit they just played was pretty dope i was just like hey that's not mainstream that was my music and thank you i guess because if it can have that mass over cross appeal and still be me that's fucking cool too well you see you 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 seem to fall under uh, another category that i i like to have where you are a you are a juggalo who raps not a juggalo rapper exactly yeah. and yeah. the deep I, I try and like get that point across on most of them because they see the paint and they're like oh my god he's just a no I'm not like I love you guys. Like I'm not. I'm, I am a rapper that is a juggalo. <laughs> That's just me in my personal life, and I bring it to the per, you know, the professional life to not hide the shit. That shit ain't fucking cool either. So I feel like the the <clears> artists who have the phone, but I feel like the artists who have real talent sometimes with uh who's more down. And back when I was in this shit, it, it wasn't a fucking competition like that. It was just. Who makes cool ass fucking music that I vibe to? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. And it's just, I feel like the deeper I get into this, the the better artists are usually the artists who fall under the 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 other category of you know the the juggalo who raps as opposed to, you know, you can only rhyme seventeen dead and head so many times, bro. Y- you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> I like real substance in my music and don't get me wrong. I, I like horror core because I like horror movies right. because I like comic books, but at the same time, I like when artists can step away from this, this sub genre we're all a part of and still be fucking entertaining. And that's the goal, right? It's just to, you know, be yourself and be entertaining. So I try and encompass as much aspects of my personality as you can. So, being construed as someone being fake or just being a culture vulture like i'm sorry i didn't pick to be like a hip-hop goth fucking metalhead rocker juggalo like I'm literally everything under the fucking sun so it's kind of difficult with that sometimes. but that's that's like, being a real human you know works <laughs> best for you to where they can see that you're the most authentic that you can be without faking the funk but but having having an eclectic uh, taste in in music is what produces a, a a good artist because you're not stuck in a box. You can step out and you know be somebody like a Jelly Roll who does what could be considered underground and what could be considered horrorcore on some of his tracks, and then he has shit that you could hear on CMT if you if you if you really listen to it. Yeah, exactly. And that's not a di- and that's not disrespect, you know. I I fuck I fucks with Jelly, yeah. but I just you know I just I used him as an example, but you know, yeah, bro. what was that? So Jelly rolls a fucking man, bro. Like I've just been getting hip to him the last couple of fucking years, to be dead honest. Yeah, it's know. my girl who's got me turned on to him. I'll admit it. Yeah, but like he, he makes music for fucking grown ass people going through some shit, and I fucking <laughs> have mad respect for that. Because, yeah, like you, you said, music with substance, and Jelly Roll has that by fucking truck ton, man. So I fucking dig that shit. Yeah, that's that's good shit. Um, now something else that I feel like people forget about, and you've saw, you've said this a few times, is you've got to really bring that fucking heat with the live show. Like, and and I've seen too many people who just get up there and stand in one spot, and they've got they've got no energy and they've got no nothing, and they expect that we're going to give it back when they're literally giving us nothing. What do you do to fucking whip the crowd into a frenzy? Well, what don't I do? Like, I got green hair. Like, as soon as that lights go out, dude, and the black light hits, all you can see normally is like my fucking face paint and my fucking hair just glowing in black light. I literally look like a fucking highlighter. Let me black light this for you. <laughs> right as fuck. So, uh, I'm also a big dude. They don't expect a dude that's built like a linebacker to literally be running back and forth on that shit. Sometimes, you know, I do use a lot of backup tracks just because I do move around a lot. I give you guys a stage show. Like, I wish, you know, I could drop more of them them vocals back out, but I'm getting back on my cardio so we can do that. But I literally try to do everything possible. Like, there's nothing, like, that I do the same way twice. I give someone a new show pretty much every fucking time. Like, I don't like to reuse sets. So, you know, 
Like if I'm doing a show in Kentucky and then you see me in Indiana the next night, it's going to be another fucking set. Like it's going to be something different to keep you guys entertained, especially the ones that do like the four or five super diehards that do follow me around, which I fucking got mad love and appreciation for them too. So I, I like to uh, switch it up a bit and I got like big ideas. I have this problem where I have bigger, uh, bigger ideas and bigger stage sets then, you know, I can financially afford at the moment. But trust me, when Killer King gets on, I'm going to show you guys some fucking crazy wild shit behind it. But until then, you just get my crazy green-haired ass painted up, doing everything I fucking can to get you guys into that fucking show or playing my fucking drinking songs to, you know, flood you guys to the bar and have a good fucking time. That's what I'm all about. It's just having a good time with your fucking people that you don't get to see too much off. Yeah, that's that's something about all of this that I didn't like. I'm really antisocial. I think a lot of us are. But this whole being stuck at home shit, it's really taking yeah. a toll on my mentals, man. I didn't realize I was going to miss my friends as fucking much as I do. Right. <laughs> it's like you think you, you think you're tired of these pricks day in and day out. And then it's like it's been a month since you laid eyes on one of these sons of bitches. And it's like, man, when I see that motherfucker, they're getting the biggest hug I can give. And as a fat kid, I give respect for a fat kid who can move on the stage. That's that's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, especially with this shit. You're lucky it's only been a, uh, a month for you because, you know, my other side hustle, it, we've been off work for like fucking two months now. Because I make like Renaissance fair shit for uh, like Ren fairs and medieval fairs and stuff when I'm not doing the rap stuff. So I do kind of have so many hustles just to try and get everything to keep going and manifest the dream the way that I'd, I'd like to see the vision, you know, out there in the world. Hey, I feel that, man. I'm doing anything I can to get out of this nine to five shit. <laughs> right. Oh, dude, I was almost there until COVID fucked it up. There's a whole nother record deal for me, like big money. I would have been set. I could have quit my job. Fuck Corona straight up. But it is what it is. I know it'll come back around, though. So just yeah, a matter man, of time we, and letting the world get back to, you know, real talent always gets found. There's there's no way to keep that shit yeah. down. And yeah. uh, I've, I've I'm not I'm not going to say that I've listened to everything you got, but I've listened to a few tracks. And man, you got you got skill. I've I've enjoyed the shit that you sent me to listen to. Yeah, I try to keep grinding keep trying to get better because you know i have uh come into you know me listening to my music trying to like listen with like a listener's ear and knowing like, like yeah sometimes you know my bars get a little too wordy and i'd be fucking shit up but uh i've worked on that a lot lately like the new record king of monsters and shit that's gonna be seven tracks of like literally just like i said i'm I'm all over the place. So that first song is like a video game song. I mean, you got the title track that's totally fucking different. Every song is a different kind of vibe, a different kind of music. So can't wait till that comes out so you guys can hear the the wider range of, of music that I do do. Well, I will definitely you know, be promoting promote the fuck out of that You got to do you. your fan favorite stuff. You can't sneak in too much, especially when you're on the come up. You know, at 15 minutes, it seems like a long time when it's a when you're sitting there watching the stage and shit, just waiting for your favorite act to come up. But when you're on that stage, dude, that 15 minutes flies by or 20 minutes, 30 minutes, however long it is, it just feels like nothing. Yeah, th that's, that's crazy to think about. I, I don't usually notice how much time's on stage because I do a lot of acid at shows, so I'm kind of like space cadetted on that one. But uh right. <laughs> something else I, I bring up and this is something I, I talk about to underground artists all the time is are you ready for the death of physical media do do you are, are you are you do you know do you have a plan for what happens when people really really aren't buying physical albums anymore uh, I mean most of it like if we look at it really like most underground artists, we make our money through the streams and all that other, you know, back end stuff now anyways. So I think it's already happening. Basically, CDs and stuff like that is just going to be like a novelty collectible thing. Just another thing on the table, mm -hmm. which is weird to fucking say because it always it starts with the music and then it branches out to the merch. And then it turns out that your CD is now just merch because they got it on their phone. They got it on YouTube. They got it on Spotify, all that shit. You know, like. 
Well, I give love to the homies Menace to Sobriety because they the, their last album they produced, it was uh, the fucking drive looked like a cassette tape. So it made me want to buy the cassette tape drive. You, you know what I mean? Like it was still yeah. pushing a physical media without having a physical media. And they got it. They, they squeezed, squeezed a few extra bucks at everybody out of that one. You know what I mean? So. It, it just feels like artists are going to have to get more creative to get people to really actually put hands on their music. Yeah, exactly. Or just go the way of the, you know, the little download card and stuff like smart cards and all that other stuff too is another way to do it. But, yeah. And that's, that's, that's not a bad idea at all. Uh, I just, I feel like it kind of fucks you guys in the end because I feel like the idea of, you know, somebody being a, quote unquote, big time rock star. I don't think that really happens anymore. Like, I feel like you're always going to have to hustle your music. You're always going to have to hustle yourself. There's no the people who feel like they can release an album or two and sit back and just collect money on that. I I, I really feel like those days are dead. Yeah, those days truly are dead. Like, you can't just drop a record and just be like, oh, cool, I'm going to have all this money coming in. Like, no, I got to drop a record that, you know, we're underground so you know most of us have to work side hustles whatever we got to do to like make that money because you know beats aren't cheap especially when you start to do it on the bigger level you know you can't steal beats and fucking release that shit on spotify or you know anything like that so you literally got to buy everything as an artist nowadays and have little actual return on you know like you said the physical stuff but it's more of the connection really so how do you get someone to connect to something when, you know, it's harder for them to be, you know, like really vibe to it. Cause you know, back in our day, we had to like wait for a release date, go to the mom and pop fucking record store, grab the fucking CD or whatever it may be, cassette tape, vinyl, etc., And then go back home or, you know, wait till you go back home. Cause you don't have a CD player in your whip, whatever, you know, hustle or struggle you were working through. So now it's just like, Oh, I just got to get on my phone. But if I don't like the song, I forget about it. I miss some of that That's freshness though. You know what I mean? Like it's hold on, hold on, hold on just a second. We'll fix that one in post. Fucking phone. <laughs> but yeah, so the other thing that I also tell people, and you've already got the right mindset at this, is one of the other dreams a lot of underground artists had when I was a kid was that that dream of getting signed to Psychopathic. Yep, that, that, that was the, that was the, uh, the everyone's goal and dream, especially because I'm in Toledo, Ohio, so I'm like right on the border. Like I had a lot. Well, you know, when I was on the come up of seeing them doing it and, you know, them doing it out of Detroit and, you know, doing it their own fucking way and shit. There's no end all be all. And I think what a lot of underground rappers don't understand, too, is that, yeah, it's all cool and well when you get signed to Psychopathic or any like label. But when you get signed to any label, you don't get fans that just automatically like fuck with you because you got signed. Like, that's not a thing either. Like, you still got to go out there and grind. I think that people like literally think of a record deal as sometime like a like a lottery ticket to like they made it like that's not really the case. Like no, if if anything, it opens the door to more work. Used to. Uh, yeah, like it just it I respect you guys who are still just killing this shit on your own. And it, it, it's it's a uh, it's it's really cool to see all the different sub sh- sub uh sub uh fucking clicks inside this this juggalo world we have now and sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad there there's 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 interminglings that don't work the greatest you know we all seen what happened at J Day but you know I was there but I didn't actually see that shit actually take place uh, I, f- I feel like yeah. the the older I get I'm seeing the worst fucking sides of my scene man. To some extent, but fucking, we were wild too. At least my my clique of juggalos here when we were growing up, like 
we did some dumb shit. We just didn't do them at actual shows and shit. I so, just never, I, like, I did dumb shit, but I didn't do it to juggalos. Go handle business is, is the deal, is what I think it boils down to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some other questions I want to ask. These are more get-to-know-you, I guess, kind of questions. Uh, you do the juggalo shit, so you definitely do horror movies. Jason or Michael Myers? Uh, you growing up, it's always been Jason, especially because, you know, I had a cousin named Jason. And we also, you know, had a pond at my uncle's house. So, it was always Jason that they used to terrify me with and fucking random cousins trying to pull you under the fucking water thinking they're telling you that the fucking pounds haunted by jason so jason's always got a good spot but you know i like mikey too because you know he's technically the original if he, he is the og really, you know the first slasher icons mikey didn't start it we don't have any of it really yeah i agree with that uh honestly i think the scariest fucking thing i ever watched but i've seen it when i was a child so i can't it carries on to now as an adult was i watched the exorcist when i was five on accident i've just kind of just been oh. ruined ever since right yeah that, that shit is uh definitely something you know that you shouldn't watch at <laughs> that young of age but you know what happens like i watched horror movies young too like i was not a sheltered kid at all so <laughs> well like <laughs> I, got, I got a really the, funny story of I got a really funny story about the whole thing. Uh, You know, when we were younger, how they had the the VHS tapes that just had the yellow band on the back. It didn't say anything. Yeah. And like your parents would like steal movies off of it and shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I had I had like 30 hours uh, or like 20 hours of fucking uh, Looney Tunes tapes on one of those. But my mom also had an, an array of horror movies on these motherfucking things. Coincidentally, this is also how I've seen my first porno. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, works the same. Got to love those old school VHS dubs. Well, and it's just it's shit that kids today will never ever have to know about or worry about. And it, it's 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 so crazy to think of how different it is. Like, usually I talk to younger people on this. It's nice to have an old head on here. Right. Do you uh, now you? had a song about video games so it's obvious that you're a gamer uh favorite game ever uh well you know i'm like a retro gamer like we just got a playstation 4 last week thanks for you know the, the stimulus package but <laughs> oh yeah i definitely yeah. like my, i definitely felt I like stimulated games i'm like a fighting game kind of guy i like something that i can just turn it on play for a little bit turn it fucking off and not get too in depth with it especially because you know one man army if i'm fucking sitting there wasting hours in a video game you know what i'm not doing spending hours you know making music and creating which is really what i like to do so i try to like limit my game time as much as possible to where like i'm on the road and i ain't got nothing better to do to pack up a fucking n64 or super nintendo grab half the collection and just go game when you're stuck in the hotel or whatever it is see but that's cool to see you have love for the old school shit too though man like I, I I miss my 64. I miss my GameCube. <laughs> Shit, because of the quarantine, you know what I did? I went and basically like edited the entire new AEW roster into my fucking N64 No Mercy cart. <laughs> Painstakingly, I might add, but I did it. You you <laughs> just like just opened Pandora's box. You know that, right? <laughs> It was like my, my big gaming bugaboo that I did during the quarantine was just like, you know what? Can't believe some of these moves are similar to the ones at AEW. Like, yeah, it's not perfect, but fuck it. I'm not ROM hacking this shit because it's on, you know, old school OG original hardware and stuff. So, well, I, I got to tell you, you just opened Pandora's box, man. You mentioned wrestling, and now I can't turn around. And this I mean, is... I got my Bucks of Youth shirt on. Oh, the Bucks <laughs> of Youth. Okay, okay. So let's just get it out there on the way. How how do you feel about the empty arena shows? Uh, WWE, they're lacking. AEW. I honestly haven't really noticed because they kept it fucking entertaining by having the other wrestlers stand out there placing bets and shit and making it entertaining. So, and they also don't have 
they also don't have a I, fucking wrestler perf- performing to an empty crowd. Like the worst part about the the Raw and SmackDown performance has been them them trying to react to and hype up a crowd that isn't there, specifically Montez Ford. Yeah, uh, I, I I I can't say enough how much I don't like the Street Profits. I, I I don't like them. Like I, I I hate them is is a better way. They're they're crime time without the racism. Uh, so they're crime time light. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's a great way of putting it. Diet crime time. So you'll definitely. So I agree with you there. AEW is, is 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 the watch a lot of WWE anymore. I literally just tune in to see the fiend segments, and I don't give a fuck about anything else on that show anymore. And it's sad to say, like I watch AEW and fucking religiously. Like, that's the only thing that I stop everything in my life for. Like, no, no, Wednesday, AEW's on. We watch this shit. <laughs> do you think that the, the them performing against NXT? Do you think eventually that they might try to have a Monday night show, or eventually move Dynamite to Monday and compete with Raw? Uh, I mean, that's really up to the networks. Really, if you know they got the, the spotlights and stuff, I don't think that they will. Just because look what happened to TNA when they tried to get too big for their britches. But then again, I'm comparing apples and oranges like well i actually you're comparing apples and piles of shit fucking ew to me is like a cadillac and some rust bucket but that's my opinion (laughs) yeah you're absolutely right yeah apples and oranges was the wrong comparison it was uh apples to piles of shit old tna with samoa joe and all them other shits they're on wwe now so i don't got a reason to watch impact anymore (laughs) well no there's there's no point to watch impact uh the the thing that I feel like as a fan right now that really sucks is uh, every time they bring us in somebody that they want us to get invested in from NXT, they cut off everything about them that made them great in NXT. And then they wonder why they can't get over on the main roster. Uh, the yeah, the ab- <laughs> Alistair Black is a perfect example of that. Uh, he He doesn't need to do the things they're having him do on screen. He's fucking dynamite in the ring and he doesn't need to do this bullshit that they're having him do i wish during the whole release thing so that way wwe could save their fucking billion dollar profit year that they would have accidentally gave alistair his walking papers so he could have went to a a place that would fuck with him a little bit more hardcore because I, I do like alistair black well, alistair black and the theme like one of the one of the real big talks was uh it was between uh drew mcintyre and alistair black as to who was going to be the one who knocked off lesnar uh i feel like both could have been believable oh yeah definitely and, i do like drew too you well know, you know you forget about all the good stuff that that it's actually still there in wwe when you don't watch it regularly well and that's that's the thing where i'm at with this all you know if if they would just cash out the goldbergs and the fucking brock lesnar's and really focus on the the real fucking talent they have they really could produce a damn good show and and something else i always point out to people uh new japan when they want to use an old guy they put him in a fucking battle royal at the beginning of the show. They don't have him beat a white hot champion in Saudi Arabia, you know, since you brought up the fiend and, and fucking Goldberg. That's <laughs> terrible. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I think there's some other stuff going on behind the scenes of WWE that they're not really talking about. I'm so. I'm 100% convinced that Vince is trying to kill his company before he dies. I don't think he's willingly doing it. I just think, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't watch a lot of TV, fall out of touch with what's fucking hip and cool. And, you know, sometimes you're just stuck in a certain mind frame of thinking. And as much as you try to break out of it, I think Vince is still kind of stuck in it. Yeah. Well, that's or, that that seems to be the case with a lot of guys in wrestling. Up and he was going to move on to that and say, well, WWE is not my problem anymore. Yeah. And look that how that fucking worked out again. But, Again, <laughs> this is this is something that also I want to I want to bring up. It, it feels like uh, a lot of guys in wrestling, no matter who they are, are stuck in their own mindset. I quote Vince Russo and Jim Cornette as perfect examples of having known what did work, but refusing to admit that it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. 
or to acknowledge the fact that, you know, the people that they are ripping on going, how the fuck is this getting over? It's getting over. Well, wasn't that the fucking, that, that was literally the only goal back in the day was getting over. And now they're bitching about how they're getting over. Oh my God, I don't fucking like this. Like, and trust me, I listen to fucking Jim Cornette on a daily fucking basis. Like, I cannot listen to that man's podcast. I can't fucking do it. I, I respect what he's done, but Jesus fucking Christ. He I listen is, to Cornette. I listen to all those podcasts he, and shit just to like compare and contrast. He is the, that's per- the only way you find he's got the good old school beefs with each other for the backstage heat that they didn't leak yet. So uh, he, I watch he, that just for that or listen to it when I'm working on shit here. <laughs> yeah. He, he is the perfect example of old man yells at sky. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes, sometimes he does get it he right. He's dropped knowledge. And like when people have taken his advice from what he said on the podcast, you know, the shows have gotten better. Like I've seen that happen. So can't really argue with the results sometimes when people take advice and put it to good work. But other things like telling fucking Orange Cassidy's whole gimmick to just give up and do something new and calling him my little dog pockets doesn't fucking help either. Like, dude, this is the new shit. Get with it. Like, this is a very, our society is very hand me everything. So you should get this fucking, this gimmick. Like, why are you not getting it? Because he bitches about shit like that all the time. Like, oh my God, this generation is so everything handed to me. And then you don't like the person making fun of that. Like, I don't understand that. But yeah, or, or, or yeah. Orange Cassidy is is a phenomenon of of fucking just different parts of the gimmick that just are so great. Right? Like, it's classic. Like, you got little kids that, you know, are not the AEW fucking uh, demo dressing up as him. So he's got to be doing something, right? He's getting over. Like I said, that's the point. Why does it matter how they do it as long as they do it? do it at a fucking consistent basis that's their job and the the fact that the whole elite crew turned down pretty much anything and everything they could have wanted for from wwe to do this and i i I hear people give a lot of flack to them but i also got to throw to chris jericho uh this doesn't happen with without him his his name is, is is the big star of this you know what i mean and and I feel like we will talk about Jericho the way we talk about Undertaker. He's he's going to be one of the best fucking ever. Well, I've always thought that. I, I knew that fucking Jericho was the GOAT back when he did the fucking list of 1,004 holds against fucking Dean Malenko. And my fucking stepdad hated that I fucking like quiet Jericho. He's just like, how do you get into this? I'm just like, dude, trust me. This dude, if they fucking get him out of this cruiserweight division, is fucking, this is your next guy. He fucking hated every time I called shit like that. I'm like, dude, Chris Jericho's the fucking goat. He has been since day one. He just didn't pay attention. And it's kind of sad that, you know, WWE would fucking just let him fucking walk. Like, Well, and this thing is, is they knew how good he was. They'd have him in the main they, event every couple of years. They'd, 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 they'd position him back up there and let him put somebody the fuck over. But you remember that work he did with Shawn Michaels? That was arguably some of the best professional wrestling ever. Yeah. Especially because why? Oh, Vince trusted Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels to do most of it their fucking selves. If Vince would fucking trust the people that he hired to do the job, they do their whole fucking life pretty much. I think WWE would be a lot better. They don't need the writers. They don't need all that bullshit. That's only because of fucking stop crap and needing to have certain things like yeah. Well, the, the la- letting your talent break shit, but then again, it's, it's a little too late for that. Right. I don't think that WWE machine could handle that much of a revamp. Like, yeah, NXT lets them do it, but once they get up from NXT, it's like, oh, same old shit. Here's your fucking script. You're, you're just like everybody else now. Everything that's special is gone, just like we talked about earlier. Yeah. Well, the last thing I want to touch on about wrestling is uh, have you heard about uh, this thing with Reigns where because he's refusing to expose himself because of, you know, his, you know, depleted immune system, he's basically being written off as the guy, you know, the guy they've been trying to shove down our throats for almost 10 fucking years because he's choosing his health over this. Yeah. If that doesn't show that this is such a soulless goddamn company, I, I don't know what else proves it. Well, like my little like little last thing with me, like being like a WWE diehard was 
you know, seeing all of them wrestlers released just for him to make a billion dollar profit. Like you literally cutting overhead just to make your billion dollar year to say you fucking did it. Like get the fuck out. Yeah, like, it was it was foul. That's that's another level of fucking indecency that needs to be adjusted. Like, oh, and then they can't go fucking work for another 90 days because your fucking clauses. Like, I was at legal. Like, I know how it's legal because of the fucking contract, but obviously when we're in a pandemic, I was at legal. Like, yeah, you pay these guys good enough that they should have some money saved up and shit. But as we learned from the 80s, a lot of them didn't. So what the fuck? The <laughs> well, whole fucking company is just fucking fast act works for that i literally think it's like maybe vince is just losing his fucking mind all the way i guess that's that's kind of what i think but you 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 brought up one more thing and now i have to touch on this have you been watching fucking dark side of the ring oh yeah yeah i know i knew most of those stories man but dino bravo fucking broke my heart that was some sad ass shit that dude did not prepare for his fucking his, his downfall at all I don't know. <clears throat> and just the th- the thing the thing we the thing we <laughs> learn about all these guys is you know after the lights go down man they're just regular dudes and they don't have a whole lot of fucking other things they can do. Yeah, exactly. They literally did that their whole life. Or fuck, I can't go get a factory job that could pay me a decent amount of wage and give me benefits because I can't physically do the job they need me to do, so I can get fucking healthcare. Like, right, but. It's nature of the beast, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, one more thing I, before we get you out of here. Uh, where do you have anything new that's about to drop? You'd mentioned a new album. Do you know when this will be coming out? Uh, I'm like waiting back on a feature, pretty much. So once the last feature's in, that should be uh, pretty much going to be dropping here. Uh, I do have a music video that should be uh, up in about six weeks or so that I've been working on. So. That'll be the first thing to drop from that. King of Monsters record will be the music video, pretty much to promote that and shit. I'll probably put the date or something at the end of that video so that way people know, hey, this is drops and shit. So I don't have something set in stone for that drop yet because, you know, everything got messed up and nope, nope. dealing with like unemployment and all this other crap during this shit has really put holds on stuff just because, you know, I'm locked out of my account. Can't do nothing. Can't get the money. <laughs> yep. Sitting I, there. I, 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 I feel you on that so one, man. Well, for that, to be honest. So just like anything, you know, got to gotta pay the cost to be the boss and get everything out there. So King of Monsters will be uh, the, the next project that I'm going to do just because I'm tired of making you guys wait. Like I've been working on a massive record for the other record labels and shit that I need to turn in. But in the meantime, I'm just going to put something out because the ink's not dried on the other deals yet. So, and my deals that I do have are not exclusive. So if I want to put on an EP and just throw it out to the fans, I can do so. So I'm just going to do that because my fans have literally been waiting like six years for a follow-up for my mixtape. So time to get out some new stuff instead of just, Oh, you can see it live because that's normally where you see most of my new shit is live. So I break it in the live shows and shit well if you ever have anything you want to release or whatever feel fucking send it our way man i will spread that shit like hep c sweet but i just you know a uh, a big 10 four (laughs) (laughs) so where can they find you on the social medias uh social medias i'm on everything so twitter killer king 419 facebook same thing instagram killer king 419 and that'll probably just change down to the regular Killy King after all the trademarks and stuff that I have going through happen. And then you take all these false Killy Kings down. And they'll, they'll only be one like the Highlander here pretty soon. So Fuck yeah, there can only be one. Find. I'm also on ReverbNation.com with uh, Killy King 419. That's where most of my music is for free. Also on YouTube. But to find me on YouTube, you need to uh, look up Killy King then type in feed my frankenstein after it because for some reason the algorithm is so jacked up it just will not show any of my music unless you do it that way so the more you know type stuff yep the more you know i hope you motherfuckers were listening to that shit all right bro i want to thank you again for fucking reaching out to us and like i said whenever you got anything to promote or you ever want to do this again hit us up dog sweet i'm down whatever bro (laughs) thanks for having me too too sweet
<laughs> hey, I'm still on the show, motherfucker. Oh, interview's over and shit. Thanks so much for uh, Killer King for hanging out and talking with Jew. Um, yeah, just talking to fucking me because your ass was not here. I mean, stuff and stuff. Anyway, stuff and things. We still got a fucking album review to do. Yeah, and we it, promised the people we're gonna do it. Do it. We're gonna do it. Goddamn! Don't fucking rush me. Do so it. we are going to review Twisted Mad Season. Yeah, and I fucking. You know what? Ugh, I don't even. Where where do we start? I, I don't want to jump all over the place. I'm gonna start it right. I'm gonna start it real easy. Okay. I like this fucking album. Yeah, it was a great fucking album. Yeah, and you know what? It followed that 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 formula we've been talking about. I, I, overall, I guess we're gonna. I'm gonna start with that. Um, a lot of these tracks we all knew because they'd been released. Uh, we've seen them dropping over the past couple months as singles. And now we get all those tracks and then more than what was actually released, which is fucking, that's the, that's all, that's the best part where you get those extra tracks. I just, I thought it was really cool seeing that whole cycle. Actually, you know, it's complete. It's the same thing Menace was talking about and what they did. So just a little, that's what's going on in the world people. So fucking there you go. That's the Yeti's take on that. Yep. Uh, here's, here's my opinion. Um, if you compare nightmare, or Generation Nightmare to uh, Mad Season, uh, it really it, it makes me feel like we're back in the time of Mansmith and Mutant in the sense of one album was predominantly rock or metal influenced and the other one is definitely more hip-hop predominantly influenced. Okay, are you, so are you talking like um, Darkness? No, 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 no. Think, think Mansmith, right? Yeah. Okay. Now think Mutant. Mm-hmm. Mutant had a lot more rock tracks on it compared to Mansmith. Yep. I would believe that you could see the same situation being mirrored here with Generation Nightmare and Mad, Mad Season. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about, Generation Nightmare in this one, where that one was a lot more rock and guitar and drum and live music, and this one's more... <sighs> oh, there's some live tracks that'll be great to hear live, but... Oh, for sure. But... Yeah, sty- this, that this, style. This was definitely more of a hip hop album. Yes, yes. And uh, Jesus, Young Wicked is pretty much stamped in the middle of this motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's fucking dope beats. He's a great producer. Pro- Say what you want about is, the dude. He's uh, a fucking amazing producer, and that's why people work with him. It sounds good, and that's kind of his job. But. I don't think we're going to go uh, track by track on this, right? We're just going to talk about the tracks we do like. No, I mean, yeah, we don't have to do necessarily, you know, any kind of track by track kind of thing. Um, you know. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, my favorite fucking song on the album is Slow Mo. Yeah, uh, that one is it's, it's, it's got, catchy. It's got probably the most catchy hook I've heard in a very, very long time. It is very catchy. I listened to that one quite a few times. I mean, I think pro- I really liked Forget You. I don't know why. Just something about it. Because that- you're a sad boy. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm too old for that. I don't, I don't think I can be a sad boy. I- my hair's not dark enough. You still listen to my, my Chemical Romance. You're a grown-up sad boy. Oh, I guess. I'm an adult. Thank you very much. Yeah, but for, for, Forget You is good. It's, it's, it's a good track. Do you know what's funny? I hated the single, but I found myself liking the Hungry Like a Wolf cover just a little bit. I'm in I'm in the same boat. Like the first time when they released it as a single, I was like, ah, no, I don't guys, why know did you do that? Why how did you I do like that. Yeah. But now that I've let it run through the album, like, okay, I'll admit it. When Before we, we did this review, I've listened to this album front to back at least 15, 16 fucking times. Yeah, it was a and couple the, times. And, and here's the thing. That wasn't difficult, and it wasn't a chore. I enjoyed the listen. Uh, and this was one of the tracks that grew on me. I didn't expect it to. And I'll tell you another track that uh, you weren't expecting it to be as good as it is, is uh, what's the track with fucking, oh yeah, Follow Me with Hyro the Hero. This kid uh, is new to the scene as far as I know. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of him before that track. 
cool. I was making sure that I wasn't the only fucking one in that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, no. Off with their heads. The opening track. This, this, this is a solid fucking twisted album. I don't, I don't know what they can do because there were people who were shitty about Generation Nightmare. And hey, guess what? Those so, same people, they're shitty about this one too. So. I mean, we know there's people out there that are just going to hate because for whatever reason, there's going to be people that are going to hate just because it's twisted. And, you know, it is what it is. If more people at the end of the day like it, then don't. I mean, isn't that what the goal is? But think about this also. Uh, One of the problems with being a fan of this underground music is sometimes an artist drops an album and you don't hear shit from them for another four to five years. Maybe longer. Yeah, and I, I, I don't. Generation think, Nightmare came out last fucking year. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna see that. If you want to succeed, I don't. I don't see that working. Everything moves way too quick now. Uh, you will be forgotten, and that's why I think you know, as cool as it is to get the new album, be like, oh, you know, everything's it. You know, it's all new. I think the new norm is we're going to know a lot more of the songs before it comes out. Um, than what, you know, there's not going to be the album where you get out. Like, I don't know any of these tracks. I'm going to find the ones that are great. And everybody, you know, there's sort of those ones that everybody sort of gravitates to and you, you sort of discover them. I I think, um, it's going to be a lot of singles and, that you got to sort of stay on the minds of the people. Basically another, another single that we got for this before it dropped was my Bible featuring Stevie stone. This is another great fucking album or another great track off of this good ass album. You know, <laughs> with that little slip there, that's, I, I, I don't under, I guess I just don't know the, the naming system because I hear track. Is it track or is an, is it, is an album? I, I don't. I just don't know. I guess I don't know the lingo of what's what. Mm. Oh well, beats me. I, I'm not allowed to beat you. <laughs> anyway, um, it's definitely a dope new album. Check it out. It's on all the digital streaming stuff now. Um, for or you while. could order it. Yeah, uh, for a while there, that was your only option. Um, it's still available. The last time I was on the the merch site there. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, pick it up, give it a listen. We give it thumbs ups and shit. Do we have a fucking rating system yet? I, we're gonna have to develop one because I don't know I what give to it, give it. I give it four star of David's up. <laughs> Can you give it a half a money bag? <laughs> we'll figure a rating system out, but uh, definitely check this album out. Um, it's 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 a good album. Um, but yeah, what what else do you got to say about this? There's no there's Still, you know, there's no tours going on to support this. Um, you know, it's just via the inner world, interwebs. I said it in the interview, but I'm going to say it again. I didn't think I'd miss you fuckers as much as I do, but I miss my friends. Love you guys. Jew fucking out. We'll catch y'all next week. Um, we're going to fulfill some promises and take care of some stuff. So we'll catch y'all then. Call your fucking mom. Yeah, call your mom. In the me- uh, check out our website. Check out Instagram. Picture didn't have an official at Yeti Night. If you're um, following at this point, you know where to find us. But hey, you know what? If they're new and they're just coming back, they you you know what? Check us out on the interweb where everybody else is at because that's where we're at too. We'll catch y'all next week. Peace.